Welcome to the Glorious Grace Network podcast. Glorious, very excited to welcome you today. My name is Edward Hart. I am your host. And just so you know that every time you support this podcast by giving through our dedicated page, you will actually be supporting humanitarian work across the world. Check out our website for details. What I am doing with this is probably the nearest I will ever be to be a teacher. I am not a teacher. I'm a preacher. I, I, I preach with a passion. And my ministry is to stir passion in your heart. And this morning I want passion for love stirred in your heart. Let me give you um, uh, how things build in the kingdom. We build the kingdom one way. Number one. Know who you are. Two. Know what God has called you to do. Three. Do it. That's how we build the kingdom. God did not send me as a pastor to Thailand. Because you have, you have many pastors. He did not send me as a teacher. Because there are so many teachers. God sent me as a prophet to Thailand. Because that's what Thailand needs right now. And not just one. My heart is to raise up many people who can do what I do and prophesy and bring healing and deliverance so I can retire. That's my heart this morning. Do you know who you are? Do you know what God has called you to do? Amen. So, Song of Solomon. <laughs> Last week we talked about the bride's desire. And her desire was two things. The bride's desire was two things. Draw me after you. Her heart was for intimacy. Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 2 maybe. You know that her heart was I want intimacy with you Jesus. 
But also, she wanted to walk in ministry with him as well. She wanted to walk in everything that all her gifts and all her abilities, she wanted to walk in those with Jesus. Let's look at Song of Solomon 8, chapter 12. Chapter 8, verse 12. And I want you just, I want us to think about the heart. Because this book is a book of the heart. This is a book that bypasses your mind and, and wants to access your heart. Amen. 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 Sometimes we need a brain bypass because God wants to access our hearts. Song is on 8:12. My own vineyard is mine to give. My own vineyard is mine to give. That what she's saying is my heart is mine to give to whoever I want. Now remember this is the end of the story. You know, because God knows the end from the beginning. He knows where He wants you to be. He knows where He's leading you. And so we can have confidence that God is leading us to a destination. He is leading us that we would surrender our hearts. That here she is finally saying, My heart is mine to give. And I give it to you, Solomon. Verse, verse 14. No, verse. Um, yeah, no, 12. Um, it's mine to give, and I'm going to give it to you. We're going to come back to this verse. Let's look at Song of Song 8 14. And she is saying to him. You come with me, my, my, my husband. The first four chapters, he says to her, Come, come, come to me. Come out of your shame. Come out of your struggle and your depression. Come to where I am. That's what he says for the first four chapters. 
But at the end of the book, she's saying to him, You come. And let us walk together in our authority. Mountains are a symbol of authority in the Bible. Mountains are a symbol of authority. That he's, she's finally saying, I'm, I'm going to come and I want you to come where I am now. Because I now know who I am. I no longer have shame. I no longer have fear. So I want to walk in my authority with you. And that's where God wants to take you. On a journey out of shame. And a journey out of fear. So you can walk in your authority in Him. Amen. Song of Solomon 8:11 is telling us that Solomon requires from the people who rent lease his vineyards. That he requires them to pay 1,000 shekels. That's about 60,000 baht. And there's two harvests per year. There's two harvests per year. So every year, the king requires his workers. To bring this money. Because he is the king. And he requires his workers to bring what he deserves. I can give my vineyard to whoever I want. But I willingly give everything to you. You see, verse 11 is the law. Under the law, you are required, you are commanded to bring your time. You're commanded. You don't have a choice. You are not free. Verse 12. You are not a worker. You are not a servant of God. You are a friend of Jesus. 
Jesus is your lover. And he makes you free. And what will you do with your freedom? She brings everything to him. He doesn't require her to bring. She's not his property. She doesn't belong to him. She's not his worker. She's not working for the king. She's free. But she, for love's sake, for love, will bring everything because she loves him. You don't hear me this morning. You're not listening to the Spirit right now. See, the law says you must. You are required. You must do this, you must do this, you must do this. And then Jesus came. And he set you free. From all of the law. And then he watches what you do. What will you do with your freedom? She surrendered. Everything the, the law required, but she did it for love. You know, sometimes we want to thank you for things we should do. We want people to say thank you to us for things we should do. You're at work. Your boss asks you to do something. And you get offended. Because they don't say thank you to you. He doesn't say how he doesn't have to. You're his worker. You're under his command. That's the law. The law requires you. Commands you. Compels you. You must listen to me. Lord. But here, the bride is free. Just like you. What will you do with your freedom? You know, when I was pastoring the church in England, and I teach people about freedom from the law, and one person comes to me and say, okay, you no longer say I have to give, I have to tithe. I said, no, that's correct. You hear God do what God says. Do you know what happened? 
She stopped giving. Why? Because it wasn't in her heart. She was doing it out of command. But when I gave, made her realize she is free. We saw what was really in her heart. You see, freedom is the biggest test we face. The Bible says you're free. You can do anything you want. So what do you do? You complain. You grumble. You don't look after your family. You don't come to church. You don't give. But to you, you're free. It's easy to be a good person when we follow the rule. But you're free. You are free. What will you do with your freedom? Will you please yourself? Or will you live to please God? Because you are free. You are not a servant. You are not a slave. You are free. What will you do with your freedom? Husbands, you're free. How will you lead your family to Jesus? Wives, do you really listen to him? Free, I can do whatever I want. Yes, you are. But what will you do with your freedom? Freedom is the biggest test you will face. It's easy to give out of fear. It's easy to give when somebody says, if you do not give, God is going to curse you. Hey, there is a f- 
special kind of servant in Roman society. Once you had been a slave for a number of years, you were allowed to go free. But some did not choose to go free. And they said, I love my master so much. I will not take my freedom. I will not take my freedom. And so they would take the servant to the front of the house. And they would pierce his ear by nailing it to the door of the house. But when everybody saw that servant, they could see in his ear. He, he does not serve by fear. He does not serve by control. He serves because of love. Because he chose to give up his freedom to serve his, his master. And these servants were promoted to the highest places in the houses because they were there because of love. Your freedom this morning. How will you use your freedom? Jesus. <laughs> Song of Solomon 2 10. It says, My beloved spoke and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. Come up here. 
and listen to what I have to say. God said to Ajahn Paolo and Ajahn John, come up here. I will show you many things. The invitation is to come up. Leave behind old thinking. Leave behind old ways of doing things. Because when we come to Him, when we come up and leave behind the negative, leave behind the shame, leave behind the judgment, the first thing is you're in his presence. The second thing you hear his words. And thirdly he will show you many things. But only if you arise and come to him. And he says come, come. Come to me. Come to me. What did Jesus say? Come to me. All you who are tired. And I will give you rest. Come. Come. No, I want to stay here. No. You got to get up. You gotta stop being lazy. You gotta rise up and say, I will go and look for my beloved. <laughs> Jesus. This is just my introduction. <laughs> My introduction and just to remind you what we talked last week. <laughs> so let's look at Song of Solomon chapter 1. I think verse 5. I think 4 or 5 where it talks about I am dark but lovely. Yeah, I am dark but lovely. I am dark yet lovely. Do not look at me. My brothers were angry with me. And my own vineyard I have not kept. The first response of the human heart when we find love is to reject it. When Peter meets Jesus and he meets love he says to Jesus get away from me. I am a sinful man. When Isaiah saw love, when Isaiah 
So love. He said, I am a sinful man. My lips are dirty. I live in dirty people. When we meet love, we will reject it. You married your wife or husband. Not because you knew them. You married them because you did not know them. Because maybe if you knew them, you would not have married them. See, we have relationships based on not knowing the other person. And when we get to know them, our heart struggles. ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์ความสัมพันธ์
In my heart, I am lovely. Stop judging me. Will you shut up? You wag the finger at other people. Oh, Ajahn Ed, he's not very good. Oh, he, oh, he's very bad. No, 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 no. Oh, he, he, he's not very nice to his wife sometimes. Oh, Ajahn Ed is a little bit rude. Stop judging. You just see the darkness of my skin. You don't see my heart. But thankfully, God sees my heart. God knows I may be dark, I may fail, but He sees in my heart I am lovely. And this is the fight we have. This is the fight we have. The, the first fight you face is your own heart. Your own heart will tell you you're no good. Your own heart will tell you you failed. Your own heart will condemn you. Let's look at 1 John chapter 3. What happens when our own hearts condemn us, when we feel shame? This is the answer. This is how 19. This is how I know we belong to the truth. <coughs> Pardon me. And we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Verse 20. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than your heart. See, sometimes you are correct for feeling bad about the things you do. <laughs> but the problem is we don't believe this verse. You may have made a mistake. You may have failed. Question. Did you ask forgiveness from God? If you did, stop listening to your heart. Because God is greater than your heart. If you say to God, God, I repent for myself, I'm sorry, help me. He has forgiven you. But I still feel shame, I should Stop listening to your heart.
You may be dark. But you are lovely. You may be dark. I'm not saying you're not dark. I'm not saying you've not made mistakes. I'm not saying I've not made mistakes. But when we repent to God, He forgives us 100%. The problem is, we don't forgive one another 100%. The only thing that stops you walking in freedom is that you look in the mirror and you don't see Jesus looking back at you. see your failure. You see your past. You see your mistakes. And you do not have confidence. Why? Because your heart condemns you. But God is bigger than your The Bible says, Is this not the fast I have chosen? Is this not the fast I choose? Yes. Yes. In Isaiah 58, it says that he would take the finger of judgment out from among you. Part of the true fast is that we learn not to judge. And this church is in a fast. God has called us into a fast for 40 days. And God is saying, I know you are dark. I see your mistakes. But I don't care. You asked for my forgiveness. I gave it. And now, stop judging one another. This makes me angry. Because judgment brings shame. And shame will increase sin in people's life. You want people to be free? Love them. See their heart. See their heart. Amen. 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 Right. Okay, I can't even finish what I'm talking about. I'll have to do this another time. I'll have to do this another time. Because I want to pray for five minutes. So let's just stand in his presence right now. Because this morning God wants to break shame. 
Jesus. So, Father, I have an old call for two very difficult things this morning. I'm asking people to admit to a problem. And Thai people don't like doing that. But this morning, these guys are going to get free. Because they've humbled themselves and recognized the truth of what I'm speaking and they said, I want to be free this morning. To the people at the front, I don't know to, need to know the reason whether it's number one or number two. I don't want to know. That's between you and God. But this morning I'm going to pray for each person as I feel like. We release you from a spirit of shame and a spirit of judgment.
That father knows them better than you know. Love like a father. Love like a father. Love like a mother. That sees the mistakes. But loves them still the same. I call you to the love of a father and the love of a mother.
help them to have yeah. this, uh, this and this will help them
allow God to He is uh, leading you. This taste. <laughs> you will decorate your life. And we will decorate one another. We will hold hands. We will rise up. ในที่สุดเราจะปิดไปด้วยกันไปในวันนี้ชีวิตทุกเดือนฮาเลลูยาพระองค์บอกว่าพระองค์กล่าวกับเบบอนพระองค์บอกพระองค์ในวันนี้